This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef with garden. Here I am, yes. Franklin Proctor. Welcome, Franklin. Yes, Franklin David Proctor. Uh-huh. I thought if I ever became a newsman, that'd be a great name. This is Franklin David with the news. Oh, you know? right. Drop uh, the Proctor. And I could sound Franklin like. Uh, David. Uh, remember David Brinkley? Yes. yes. Well, I'd do a pretty good David Brinkley. I but, bet. All you right. Did. David Brinkley, yeah, with Chet Huntley. And we're ready to do the garden show. So. <laughs> Here are the numbers. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. The news. News from the garden. News from the garden show. 416-360-0740. That's for Toronto listeners. And then anywhere else in the province, toll free, my friends. 1-866-740-4740. And remember our little mantra, call early, call often, one question per call, because Patrolman Proctor will pull you to the side of the road, uh, side of the airway <laughs> tickets, yeah. <laughs> And give you a ticket. And, oh, yeah, and if you're a first-time caller, let James Patrick Dooley, the guy with a gorgeous voice, he, and he's in love with his voice, too. He, he answers when he says, hello, <laughs> no. this is the garden. Hmm? The gar- oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he, he, does. Answers he answers with the garden. Sure, and he'll, and he'll talk to you in very gentle tones. Dulcet. Dulcet tones. <laughs> but what, what I want you to do is tell me if you're a first-time caller, and you'll hear this if you are. A little welcoming thing here. So, how you doing? Here we are in 2015, huh? Yes, indeed. Welcome to the newest, the newest new year. Yes, and by golly, I don't know. Uh, the weather forecast doesn't sound not too so terrific, good for huh? today. If you can stay home today, I think yeah. everybody should. It's very gray, and it feels a bit ominous out there. Yeah, today. well, it's damn cold coming in, boy. Well, it's going to get a lot warmer, but we're going to have every form of weather in between. Yeah, I guess, between right. now and, and midnight Rain, tonight. Fog. Possible uh, icy patches. Well, and uh, snow, too. Yeah. The rain is at the end. First it's snow, yeah. and then I think it's icy, rainy stuff, and then rain. Who knows? Whole bag of, whole bag of goodies. Yeah. Well, Charlie, this yes, is The Garden dear. Show, and you mm-hmm. are the uh, master digger, uh, the uh, <laughs> diva of digging. Here she is. That's me. What, what's going on? Uh, well, cup, just one announcement, because we're getting back into the Hort Societies and, and the yeah. activities. Uh, so members of the Burlington Horticultural Society did contact me to invite everyone who's listening mm-hmm. to feel free and be welcome at their upcoming meeting, Wednesday, January the 14th. It happens at 7.30 p.m. at the Burlington Senior Center, which is 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. Uh, Elizabeth... Uh, Schleicher will present Rose Gardens of Germany. Mm. Nice. Nice to be in, in on a cold night in January. Sehr gut. To, to have a, a nice uh, presentation all about the Rose Gardens of Germany. So, of course, refreshments, uh, social, everybody is welcome. My Liebling, yes. Oh, yes, your German is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm really getting yeah. into... Um, Birds and bird feeding these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. You've got uh, many, many birds in your bag. Here, I you? certainly do. Many, many. 
like, like I can't tell you. I bet you. Well, I have two now. I have two different kinds of, of woodpeckers coming into my backyard. I bet you I have four cardinal couples. So at least oh, eight, really? eight cardinals keep visiting. Some blue jays have been dropping by. And lots of chickadees, of course, and lots of finches. Well, I don't have a backyard. What about people like me with a balcony? You could still put a little feeder. Well, you know, they have these neat little feeders. Some people actually want to keep birds off their balconies because they don't want the pigeons, you know, making nests. So that's a bit of a challenge trying to figure that out. But there's some wonderful um, stick-on-the-window feeders, right, with a suction cup. Yeah, yeah. And and you can sit inside with this feeder right at your window. And if the birds find it, I mean, that's always a challenge. I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah, you know? birds, they just need to find the feeder. And once, yeah. once one bird knows, it's out on they the spread, telegraph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they are big communicators. So they figure it out pretty quick and, uh, and stop on by. So the thing to keep in mind with this weather coming yeah. is, you know, if we are feeding birds, we have to maintain the food. You don't feed for a month and then go away on holidays for a month in the middle of the winter because the birds... Arrange for somebody else to yeah, take over. Yeah, they do yeah. become dependent. And it's kind of interesting, too. <clears throat> right now, at this time of year, birds look bigger. Like they, they always, I always think they're well, pregnant or something, <laughs> right? Because they're so fat. Yeah. But when I looked into it, it turns out actually it's, they're not necessarily fat or pregnant. They... They fluff air in between their feathers to insulate. So birds do look fatter in the winter because they are – they poof up. Now, this is an important – yeah, you're, you're relating to that, aren't you? Up, yes. <laughs> Being a bit of a poofter, yeah. you're, you're right into that. Oh, you can see that. I can see that poofy uh, thing. God, we're into dangerous <clears throat> territory. So they do. They poof up or they puff up during cold weather uh, and that whole fluffing thing. Now, remember, though, birds, if you can do it, they do need access to water. Right. Open water. So sometimes people will have a bird bath heater or they'll have something. At my house, I have a plug-in uh, water dish for my homeless cats and my, you know, stray animals and, uh, and birds. <laughs> like they, yeah. all, they all swim in the, in the dog bowl. It works just fine. Okay. All right. So yeah. that, uh, that, uh, I'll leave it there and we will head off to some of our callers, obviously. Yeah, we've got all, we get, the lines are jammed at the moment. But, uh, and holy cow, the first three callers are all first-time callers. Oh, yeah. everybody's feeling Great. musical today, yeah. I think. But we have to do something before we hear from our other fine sponsors of this wonderful show, which is known as The Garden Show from AM740, broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. <laughs> we got <laughs> We've got to take a little moment for our good friends at Sierra Sill. And to remind everybody you can enjoy yep. your day without pain. And the way you do that is Sierra Sill pills, mm-hmm. three little pills taken daily, completely natural mineral supplement. If you have joint stiffness of any kind, right. Sierra Sill is likely to work for you. If it doesn't work for you, money back guaranteed, 14 days, which is how the phone number fits in, 1877 joint 14, or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. And if you're looking for something to relieve those aches and pains, your shoulders are sore or whatever, you pick up Sierrasil. Yeah, Yeah. muscle, sore muscles, topical spray. It contains seven of the world's finest pain-reducing ingredients, and it's uh, for fast relief of muscle soreness and joint pain. That's Sierrasil topical spray, available wherever you pick up. Sierra Soul Appeal, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. 
And Charlie, as indicated, uh, as aforementioned, we have a number of <laughs> first-time callers. And Gail from Aurora, there you are. Welcome, little Belle. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Welcome. Good Thank morning. You. you have your wings now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Over Before Christmas, I was down visiting with my son and daughter-in-law. They just moved into a new home. Mm-hmm. And they had lots of indoor plants, which they hadn't taken care of because they were, you know, busy doing other things. All right. And Mother, being the gardener, figured, well, I'll go and clean up all the dead plants and trim and do, you know, do mm. everything. <laughs> and I've got a rash on my hands. Oh, on mm. the palms of your hands? No, on the side of my hands. What I had done was I'd take some branches had fallen off, and I was trying to put them into the co- compost. Oh, you know, the, right. So you be- you're <laughs> bending them and breaking them. Yeah. The juices. And released. Yeah. And I've got, you know, I've still got it on my hands two weeks later, you know, the, where I was holding the branches. Yikes. I'm, I'm sure it must have been an oleander because it's a huge thing. Okay, so oleander has a, a long, narrow, pretty leathery leaf. And yep. it is a tough plant. So if you are the kind of gardener who likes to ignore your plants, oleander tends to thrive because it does like to be ignored. As long as it's getting lots of sun, it's a happy plant. Every single part of the oleander is poisonous. Uh, particularly wow. if you were to eat it, uh, you would die fairly quickly. Some people, yeah. it's all, and it's interesting, like we all have different sensitivities, I find, with, with our skin. Mm-hmm. So some people can... Um, well, for example, if I touch a hyacinth bulb, it doesn't make my hands itchy. But if I then take my hand and touch my face, my face gets incredibly itchy from uh-huh. something on the outside of the hyacinth wow. bulb. <laughs> and uh, and some people, you know, they, they can, you know, roll around in hyacinth and nothing happens. <laughs> so it's it's likely, now, if it has been a couple of weeks, is it quite, is it red and raw? And It's, it's red. It's uh, the, the blisters have stopped because okay. I've been putting, you know, good hand creams on it. But I think I'm going to have to get into it too. Something, you know, a bit heavier. Yeah, I would say hand creams tend to have, like, perfumes and alcohol and stuff that sometimes aren't good for rashes. I would tr- tend to use something like lanocaine or aloe vera, something that, you know, the inside of the right, aloe vera, right. as a soothing. And, mm-hmm. of course, keep your hands clean and dry and stay right away from plants. Because yeah. rashes can certainly happen from oleander. I, if, it's, if you're really concerned, certainly do make an appointment with your family doctor, mm-hmm. and they'll just perhaps, you know, the, yeah. what they'll do thought, is you know, prescribe cortisone or something, but, you know, mm-hmm. you probably don't need that necessarily. No. Well, I just thought, you know, it might be a reminder to people. Yeah. To be careful. Use gloves be careful. when you're doing that. Yeah. Well, that's right. And and just be aware that, you know, eat, like even a poinsettia, if you break a poinsettia, they get that white latex coming mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Some people get serious rashes from wow. that. And other people get absolutely nothing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, you know, it's probably like hives, what you're experiencing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it will eventually go away, just keeping dry and clean. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is an allergic reaction, right? You're, oh, yeah. It's a no, sensitivity. I got into poison ivy one time and... <laughs> yeah, Jeez. we know that feeling. <laughs> I, I'll tell you about my poison, poison oak experience. No, you won't. Not right now, no, no but I, sometime, <laughs> maybe later today. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, okay. Well, well, thanks for the call, Gail. Good luck well, with that, Gail. Thank you very much Gail. for having me on. Okay. Happy New Year to both. Yeah. Thank you. You bet. Too. And uh, you're welcome anytime. Doors always open here in the Garden Show, okay? Hey, uh, we have another first-time caller, and it is Mary from Lindsay. Hey, good... Oh, wait a minute. First, there you go. You're welcoming <laughs> Belle. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show, Mary. Oh, good morning. Um, I was wondering, I, I have two Christmas cactuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call them Christmas cactus. It's not the name that was on the tag when I bought one of them. But anyway, they're sprawly things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I could trim off some of the tips without really damaging the plants. 
Well, if it's a Christmas cactus, it grows in segments. So, and for sure, they can be floppy. Sometimes people actually put them in a hanging basket because they do tend to. Some of them are not as upright as others, and they you know tend to be a sprawly sort of a thing. So you can definitely reshape and do whatever you wish to that plant by actually just breaking off segments where they where they're joined. Yeah, uh, or or you know, a sharp pair of scissors, just trimming off uh, anything that you don't want. Don't be cutting in the middle of a segment because it's not; it'll just be a blunt cut end there. But it's where the segments are joined that you would do whatever kind of modification you wish to the shape of the plant. Yeah, and uh, they're in about six inch pots. Should they be replanted, and are they better in a plastic or a uh, uh, or clay clay pot? Yeah. How long have they been in those? Those pots? Well, well, several years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I put them outdoors every summer Mm -hmm. against the east side of the house Mm -hmm. where they uh, get the morning sun but not not too much hot heat. Uh And uh, in about October, they are both just loaded. Hundreds Mm. of flowers on them. Perfect. And one is white and one's red, so they're very pretty at that time. But Lovely. Don't bloom at Christmas. <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing. If you could, yeah, because in October when they're loaded in buds, of course you ha- you need to bring them in before they you know get yeah, too bring badly them frosted. In, uh, about and, then, and, uh, and then they bloom like crazy for you know Halloween. Yeah, and uh, really pretty. Well, and what would be nice is if you could bring them in and then keep them cool somewhere. Yeah, because it's that if you can just hold them in a cool spot, mm-hmm. fifty, fifty-five yeah. sort of degrees, you could hold those buds in place until you're ready for them to bloom, and then bring them into you know, yeah. regular room yeah. seventy degree temperatures, and all of a sudden there's your your oh, blooms for Christmas. Stall them there. Like. That's right. Yeah, and it's all temperature based. So if you can figure out a if you have a cool room or a, a you know cool cellar, I mean they'd need light. You couldn't put them into the dark, but you would need light and cool. Well, could you use a uh, grow light? You could, in a, as long as it's yeah. cool. It's all about temperature to okay. hold them. You know, yeah. yeah, that's you know that we can maintain flowers for much longer if we can keep plants cool. And certainly in bud, you can go on for for a number of weeks beyond uh, what they're going to do when you bring them into the house. Yeah. Um, but in terms of repotting. Check your drainage hole. See if you see any evidence of any sort of fibrous roots coming out the bottom. Oh, I haven't looked. Yeah, Christmas cactus tend to be fairly small or shallow rooted, so they don't often need to be repotted because of massive root systems. However, if it's been a number of years in that same pot, this spring it might be a nice idea, even if it's not a question of moving up a size. Because remember, if you do move from a six-inch pot to an eight-inch pot, your plants are going to double in size. Oh, so yeah. they're going to be that much bigger. Now, that might work, but sometimes people go, no, I don't yeah, have yeah, room for that. Yeah. So, you know, there's the option to go up a pot size. The other option is get them out of that pot, get rid of all that old, tired soil, scrub that pot, fresh soil back into the old pot, plant back into that six-inch pot. Plastic can work fine. Um if you're a careful waterer, the nice thing about clay pots is that they do allow water to be uh, evaporated, not just from the surface of the soil, but also from the sides of the pot. And cactuses like to be on the dry side. So for many people, a clay pot is a, is a good thing. They're also nice and bottom heavy, so they keep the, the yep. plant Doesn't fall nice over and stable. Right mm-hmm. And when they're those big, floppy, large, heavy uh, Christmas cactuses that we want to keep on the dry side, a clay pot can be a good thing for that reason as well. Oh. Just uh, okay. when you're thinking about well, repotting. Well, thank you very much. But do that repotting in the spring. Don't do it now. 
No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. Oh, call, oh Mary. that's to the folks in Lindsay. Used to broadcast up there. I know. On, uh, that's CKLY. one of your yeah. old hometowns. Oh, yeah. You have many yeah. old hometowns. I do. They can't. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, I met you once a long time ago. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, for gosh sakes. Well, hi again then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, Mary. Thanks for calling, Mary. And uh, thinking Bye-bye. of Lindsay, I have uh, some really good friends up there, Dave and Sheila Peel. Uh-huh. And uh, hello to them. I hope they're tuned in this morning. Know. You know everybody. I I, well, yeah, no, not much. quite everybody, but about 99% yeah, of the world population. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, hey, we've, <laughs> or they know you anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of free lines right now, 416-360-0740, and then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we'll return in just moments to have a word with Larry, first-time caller from Elmira. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, frogs, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a happy new year to you in case you've just uh, returned from vacation. And here we are on the third day of 2015. Already? Yes. And I've, every show, you come up with some of the most interesting phrases. And I'm still <laughs> rolling this around in my mind about rolling around in hyacinth bulbs. <laughs> uh, I can just, I don't know, my oh, mind I, went so, uh, somewhere. I would be one itchy person if you, I did Yeah, that. that's right. You would. Well, let's, let's get that first-time caller on the air from Elmira. Larry, there's your little bell. Welcome to the show. Good morning and a happy new year. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm not much of a gardener anymore. I, I think I've, that's in my past. I just can't get out there and do the stuff anymore. Well, I can garden but, indoors. But I, well, I garden indoors too. I can't get, take care of all those plants and have fun too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I listen to you uh, frequently, and every once in a while you come up with a uh, soap solution to use for plants, mm-hmm. for insect control. Mm-hmm. Are, have you been in contact at all with the Soap Works in Toronto? Not specifically, no. Soapworks.com. Okay. They have a big variety of, of soaps. Mm-hmm. As you said, detergent won't work on right. insects. That's correct. So uh, I, I used soap for uh, water testing for water softener, mm-hmm. just, and it, it works like a charm. It, 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 oh. uh, it is soap. Oh, okay. So, so that's good. So that's a good source of soap because that's like we're often finding a, a bit of a challenge for people is where do I get soap? There's so much, uh, so much uh, detergent out there that getting a, a hold of soap is a challenge. And the the reason that soap works to kill insects is that when it's mixed, forty parts water to one part soap, and the insect is sprayed thoroughly. It coats their little bodies with that soapy solution, and they can't breathe because clogs, they clogs up clogs up their breathing apparatus. Exactly, because they they breathe through holes in their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas detergent doesn't do it like that, detergent has emulsifiers in it. And so when you spray an insect with detergent, all you do is give it a bath, and at the end of the day, it has no residue left on its body to actually cause the asphyxiation we're looking for. So right. people, when they do spray with detergent, they end up with a very nice clean plant and clean bugs and no real <laughs> death of anything. <laughs> clean <laughs> bugs. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, so that's a good well, you, Use your computer. I'm going to check that right now. Soapworks.com. And it's uh, made in Toronto, and they've got a, a huge variety of yeah, many, many outlets. I picked uh, up a bottle at uh, Bulk Barn. Oh, really? But they also are in health stores. 
Soap works. You don't. You don't work soap. for them, do you, Larry? I got <laughs> no, to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at James, our our guy in the control room there, mm-hmm. and he's got the same expression of "Wait a minute, is this a free commercial?" But that's okay. No, we we take advice. Well, yeah. Guys. So I mean, they've got things like liquid soap, which yeah. is what you would want. I mean, you you want some kind of a liquid yeah. soap, not liquid detergent. So we look to right. our dishwashing detergent, and that's not what we want. So that's Pure natural bar yeah. soap. Well, you don't want bar soap because yeah. then you have no, to no, liquefy yeah. it. It's, it's the idea. Of getting a see anyway, you're, good <laughs> okay. idea. Soap you're works. On your computer all the time anyway. Dot so com. Tap, tap, tap that one in. Soapworks.com. Got you it. got it. Thanks much. Thanks a lot, Larry. We'll, we'll okay. be sending one of our salesmen out there to get yeah. them to buy some spots. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks very much, Larry. <laughs> <won't> recognize it. <laughs> yeah. God bless and have a have a wonderful New Year. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you betcha. Now that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I know. You see the stuff you that the yeah, listeners share with learn, us is terrific. We learn. I know. Terrific, we terrific. learn stuff all you the know, time. You know, one of our favorite callers is on the line right now. I you know, just James, love her accent. James you has, too. just goes nuts whenever Mary from Brampton calls in. <laughs> Hello, Mary. Good morning and happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> happy New Year to you too. Okay, here comes the seasonal question about the amaryllis. Alrighty. I'm looking at gorgeous five straps coming out of the bulb. Wow. But no stem. Oh, these I, I'm really years. getting annoyed with this story. Because <laughs> the first year was gorgeous, the uh-huh. second year was better, and now the, the third and the fourth year, all I'm getting is this beautiful long. Lots of leaves. Strap. Yeah, well, let's, nobody would be more qualified to give it a Bronx cheer than you. <laughs> but I'm from Manhattan. Oh, a Manhattan cheer <laughs> then. Don't insult me. That's right. Slap him around. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're having what? what's happening to you is what's happened to me every time I've tried to regrow an amaryllis. After it's done some beautiful flowering. You're getting lots of leaves, but not a lot of flowers. Exactly. So two options. Well, three options. Option one, compost. Say goodbye. Get fresh ones for next year. Mm-hmm. Option two, allow that, those plants to keep growing with the green leaves. They are going to be green plants probably all spring and all summer. Might even pop a flower when you least expect it, midsummer. But bottom line, allow them to just treat it like a house plant. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of big and messy and floppy. But with no dormant period ever imposed on it, the bulb will get fatter and fatter as those leaves are allowed mm-hmm. to grow and the sun That's shines exactly down. That's exactly what happened last season. Yeah, and you just get a lot of leaves. I know. And so... And and like I'm saying, if you if, if you just allow it to be a green plant, eventually some flowers are going to show up. It might be in six months, it might be in six years, but you're mm-hmm. going to get some flowers. I don't have that kind of patience. I know, or space probably. And the other thing is, is again, green plant all this winter and spring and summer, and then you force dormancy on it in August by cutting back all the water, putting it into a dark spot, mm-hmm. and shutting the whole plant down for about ten weeks, and then bring it out. And if you don't get a flower stem right away compost because you're just just going to go leaves again i'm telling you it's a great gorgeous looking green leaf plant i know that's not my idea of what i want (laughs) i know they can be so frustrating but they some people have great success with amaryllis over and over and over i personally not so much times (laughs) okay (laughs) okay thanks guys have a good new year and you too thanks mary from here on in i'm gonna i'm gonna be welcoming you to the show as manhattan mary how's that Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Instead Mary. Instead of Bronx, Mary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got that. Brampton, Bronx. You're getting your bees and Amazon. Right, yeah. Getting all messed around there. Uh, we've got a couple of lines open here, folks. So if you want to call in, by all means, now would be a darn good time to do that. 416-360-0740 in the Toronto uh, area. And then, of course, anywhere anywhere in the province. And that's, oh, that's my, my, my timer. And my I was looking up something on my phone. 
And <laughs> I just got a message to myself. Ah, oh yes, and the <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, like, yes, I know. This. No, the, yeah, I know. I'm getting the. I'm getting a big cross uh, from from uh, uh, James. James. Yeah, James don't is, have your phone on. And, and I'm giving you the big L. I know, mm, boy, <laughs> giving me L. All right, uh, numbers to call. Uh, I'm giving you the Toronto one. Here is the one for anywhere else in the province. One eight six six seven forty four seven forty. You know what I was doing? Uh-huh. I was trying to find the name of my plant that you gave me. Uh, Medinilla. See, uh, and I thought Write I put down. it in my phone. Oh, oh there, there it is. It. It's calling you. Okay. Your phone's calling you again. I, I'm off okay, now. here's an interesting uh, fun fact. Yes. You want to hear this interesting fun I fact? I would like to hear that. Okay, fact. have you ever heard of grafted tomatoes? No. Like a tomato plant okay. that we grow out in the garden in the summer, but it's been grafted. Oh. Okay, so they're called Mighty Mados. They were first introduced onto the market here in southern Ontario, I think about four springs ago. Something's ringing a bell. Yeah. So, <laughs> With, aside from yeah, my phone. Yeah, besides your phone. <laughs> two bells are going off. <laughs> Three, if you include your, your little one beside you. Um, so there we have a mm. tomato plant that instead of just being a regular tomato plant, yeah. it's a massive plant. So it is a tomato, and it's grafted onto the roots of another tomato. And it, because of the vigor of those root mm-hmm. system that the chosen tomato goes on to, we end up with a really big plant and lots and lots and lots of fruit. So, oh. that, And they're, they're kind of fun, but they're huge. I, I have grown uh, twice. I've grown mm-hmm. the, the mighty tomatoes. And I'll tell you, it, you know, a five or six foot plant is nothing. These are like eight feet tall and six feet across. I mean, they're huge. But here's what's, here's what's the fun fact. For this coming spring, we have mighty tomatoes, mm-hmm. but the, the what's kind of fun is they're calling them well, it's Thompson and Morgan uh, who uh, is introducing something called the Tom Tato. All right, so what's the Tom Tato? It's uh, it's it's certainly been the butt of some jokes, but it is the real deal. The grafted plant, gr- which it grows, there's cherry tomatoes above ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a tomato plant above ground, and potatoes below ground. On one plant. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So this is all in the grafting, right? Yeah. So um, the same people who invented the Mighty Mato have now invented the, the Tom Tato. So Tiny Tom or Tiny right. Tim tomatoes yeah. up top, uh, potatoes below. And, of course, that's the, the whole joke is, you know, ketchup and fries, right? It's the idea. <laughs> ketchup and fries. One plant. Hey, that's a great idea. One plant. Ketchup okay. and fries. So that's to look forward to for the spring. And maybe we'll put one out on your balcony. And oh, you can, that'd be great. We can, okay. you can let us know how that I works. I love out. toasted tomato sandwiches. There oh, you go. Well, boy. you got to fit the potatoes in there somehow, too. And, oh, yeah. and fries, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, there you go. Uh, phone numbers again. Uh, seriously, this time in Toronto, 416 and anywhere else in the province, toll-free to reach Charlie, 1-866-740-4740. We have to take a little bit of a break, and we have jam lines right at this very moment. We'll be back, in fact, to talk to uh, Patty in Pickering uh, after we uh, tell you a few things. Oh, let me let me just extol the virtues, if I may, uh, Charlie, about Sierra Sills topical spray. The one that you feel like you fell out of a pine that, tree every time you was, use it? That's right. <laughs> it was my line. I was I was going to use that. But I that, love you've that You've heard line. that phrase. Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, spray it's this true. stuff, and you do. You feel like you've just fallen out of a pine tree. Which sounds like it would hurt. No, it's oh, it's a terrific smell. It's oh, it's just mm, so good. And and this this uh, spray uh-huh. it reduces pain receptors, increases blood flow, promotes healing activity, and helps control bruising. Wow. Yeah, so that's Good really important. So uh, look for it wherever you buy Sierra Sil the pill. It's Sierra Sil, S I E R R A S I L, 
topical spray. And uh, I, I firmly believe in this. I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't honestly yeah, believe it. Yeah. It's well, that's really good to know. terrific. Uh, okay. And, that's, of course, the spray is the newer mm -hmm. uh, uh, sort of version product. of Sierra Silver product. Yeah. The original is the little pills, which are completely natural mineral mm -hmm. supplements from the Sierra Mountains, taken daily, somehow magically yeah. grease the joints so that, you know, stiff and it's sore like, joints uh, don't hurt WD-40 so for humans. That's yeah. what it's kind of like, Yeah, you for, know? The, for your joints. <laughs> so Sierra Silver products, both for reducing joint pain and muscle pain, uh, can be very effective. For more information, give them a call, one 877 Joint 14, or check them on the web, sierrasil.ca. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And here we are. With Charlie Dobbin, Frank Proctor, and uh, on and AM James Patrick and James Dooley. Patrick Dooley. He's fighting a cold. Yeah. So oh, yeah. send the love to James so that he's going to be strong. Give him a little hug mentally. Don't go yeah. you know, anywhere near him. No, no slow dancing. That's right. No slow dancing today. <laughs> well, Patty and Pickering, how are you? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Charlie and uh, Frank, and Happy New Year. I'm doing great. Good. What's um, happening with your I plants? have a question in regards to orchids. I'm, I have found them very frustrating to grow. Mm -hmm. I've um, bought a little one that comes in a tiny, tiny little pot, mm -hmm. and it's putting out all these green feeler things on it. And I would like to put it in a bigger pot. So I uh, would like to know what kind of soil should I use and how do I go about this? Well, remember, orchids... The kind of orchids that we grow here in Ontario in our homes mm. are do not grow in the ground. So they don't actually grow in soil. Okay. Uh, so what they do is they'll typically grow, uh, they'll, they'll fall into the crotches of trees and they'll grow in leaf litter and, and any little bit of organic material that's kind of tucked into some crevasse somewhere. So when we're repotting orchids here, you'll go to a specialty, um, you're in the Pickering area, so you'll go to like Vandermeer's or Sheridan's or someplace like that. They'll have orchid bark for sale. Okay. You'll buy a bag of orchid bark and you'll buy a special pot because orchids don't just grow in a regular pot. They, they need lots of good air circulation and they typically have sort of extra holes all over the place. And the little one you've got sounds like a very happy plant if it's putting out all these green, green roots all over the place. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. Now is never – it's not optimal to repot anything in the gray days of January. If you can possibly wait, I would wait till about March okay. to do your repotting. And uh, in the meantime, just, you know, take good care. Remember to mist, uh, you know, with your little spritzer mm -hmm. a couple of times a day. Uh, orchids will rarely suffer – very badly uh, for if they're, uh, you know, in, um, sort of in a too small of a pot for a couple of months. It's not going to kill it. The main thing is you keep the humidity as high as you can with spritzing and, um, you know, lukewarm water, room temperature water. You'll find that the plant will do fine and it'll repot easier if you've got a little more root mass to work with. Okay. They seem to take an awfully long time to produce any blooms. I've got another one that has two leaves on it and it's been like that for about a year. It's putting some little uh, green feelers out too, but they're going down towards the soil or the uh, potting material. Hmm. Right. So, I mean, 
sometimes it's the it's the age of the orchid. Little tiny seedling orchids are too immature to flower. So it could be that that's going on. Bigger orchids, if you received it and it was flowering when you received the plant, then you know it's mature enough to, mm-hmm. to set flowers again. The main thing is to make sure that the light levels are bright. Mm-hmm. The um, moisture levels are you water well when you do water and you allow the plant to dry down fairly fairly dry between waterings. Mm-hmm. But when you do water, you water very thoroughly. Uh, and it is appropriate to use some orchid fertilizer once a month. And that, you will find, will make a huge difference when it comes to the initiation of flowers. Okay, I didn't know that. So I should be fertilizing them once a month, even when there's no blooms on them? That's right. Okay. That's, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, and I'm just looking up. There is a wonderful organization called the Southern Ontario Orchid Society. And they have a huge meeting every year, usually in January, February. So I'm just going to look this up, and I will um, announce it later in the show. So if you'll keep listening and be prepared to write down this date, the Southern Ontario Orchid Society meets at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, Mm -hmm. which is not that far from you in Pickering. That's... Uh, you know, across the 401 down the Don Valley Parkway to Lawrence, and okay. it's located at Lawrence and Leslie. All so right. it's uh, it's sort of east end of the city anyway, so it's a great, really good show to go to for anybody that has any questions about orchids or needs stuff, you know, needs mm-hmm. bark or needs pots or needs advice. There's huge experts there and also lots of orchids for sale as well. Okay. All I right. Will so, listen yeah, and keep uh, listening get for that, that information from you. Excellent. Thank you, Patty from Pickering. Always welcome here at the Garden Show. Thank you very oh, thank much. Thank you very much. Okay. I enjoy listening to the two of you, Kevitzing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, she, sometimes it's not. She hit. She hits me sometimes. <laughs> oh honestly. my goodness. I know. I do. Well, almost. Okay. <laughs> well, there it is. So have you a, guys have a nice day. Thanks, thank Patty. you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Patty. Okay. Uh, just um, yes, since uh, Patty will, just hung up her yep. phone, but hopefully has turned up a radio right. and is still. listening listening, the Southern Ontario Orchid Society show yes. is oh. happening on Valentine's Day, February 14th and 15th. and 15th at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. So for more information, www.soos.ca. Very good. Right. Okay, yeah, that sounds like an excellent show. And orchids, they, they can be tough, can't they, to, to grow for some people like well, you? Well, like I told, I've said on the show before, <laughs> I've killed more orchids than probably everybody else put together. So, yeah, I, I know all about how to kill them. But usually I kill them from neglect. Yeah, well, just, you're a tough love sort of right. person. So I'm better now. now I, I know that from personal experience. Yes, I yes, know you do. That's kicking me around here. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> No, I am. Um, I've gotten better at it. I, mm-hmm. I I make more of an effort to to pay attention and don't let them get so dry that they, you know, really right before suffer. the show ends. And now, because we have callers, we'll get Eleanor in Waterloo. We're coming to you in momentarily. But I just want to remind Charlie to talk about acorns. I've got a whole bag of acorns <laughs> in my fridge. Lord, and. We have to pot them up soon, don't no, we? No, no, no. Oh. Pot- they're going to be in the fridge all winter. Is that? Oh, they're going to stay there. Yeah, yeah. You oh. soaked them, right? Yes, I did. And, and now, now I, I occasionally just rustle the bag so they they don't get. I don't know. Are they? Oh, but there's no water in the no, bag. No, no, no. But no. okay, but uh, you yeah. probably don't have any soil in that bag. No, I don't have any soil. See that? I promise you, potting soil. Well, that's what. Down. Okay, now I'm getting to the crux ah, of the matter. Dude, she you forgot it up. to bring me. Because soil. you want me to bring you potting soil, and you also want me to bring you fertilizer for your medanilla. Yes, thank you. There you go. What I have to go through to get some product out of this? Okay, so I'm now I've said it on air, and now I have to do it. <laughs> Eleanor in Waterloo, she's patiently soil. waiting out there. Hello, Eleanor. Welcome to the show. 
Hello, Happy New Year, Charlie and Frank. Thank you, Eleanor. You You too. Charlie, I have a Christmas cactus Mm -hmm. that I had given to me last Christmas. It has tripled in size. Mm. It's as healthy and beautiful as you ever wanted to see. Lovely. It had approximately 20 blooms on it this Christmas, but only two opened and Mm. the rest all fell off. What am I doing wrong? You know what? Okay, so have you got it on a window ledge? Oh, it, it's on a special chair in a in the my bedroom window. Okay, and it's as I said, it's multiplied since I got it. It, it was sounds... a tiny little plant last yeah. Christmas when I got it, and then it's a big plant now. Sounds very happy. Now, are you following those instructions I've given about turning your plants? I I every week when I look at it to see if it needs water, it gets turned. Okay, I did not turn it when it was had the little. Little um, buds? blooms on it because you said don't turn it when it's blooming. Okay, so even, so when the buds were on, you didn't touch like you didn't manhandle the plant the plant no. at all. No. So it stayed in the same position. So two f- buds open and the rest fell off. They all fell off. Mm. Little um, you could see the color, mm. and they were all over the table. Ah. And they didn't all fall off at once. There'd be one or two this today and one tomorrow. And wow. Okay. And so oh, it's full of bud. Yeah. Well. All right. So, so you knew to not turn the plant. So that's great. Cause I, so we can't blame the buds uh, drop uh, because of movement of the plant. What about watering? Were you allowing that plant to dry, really yes, dry I between? My, I don't have a weed meter because mm-hmm. I only have one plant. Mm-hmm. But I put my finger right down, mm-hmm. and if it if it is up right to the knuckle, and if it is dry, it gets water. If okay. it isn't dry, it gets nothing. Okay, good. And tell me about temperature. So this is in your bedroom, you it's said. in my bedroom, but I'm 86, and my daughter keeps my bedroom very comfortable. I would say the temperature's running 72 to 74 at all times. Okay. Hmm. And I don't open the window at night. Hmm. Do you have a room that's cooler in your house? Like, would the living room be cooler at night? Uh, yep, I could put it out in the hall at night, though. Maybe that would be a good idea. The hall is, uh, the heat's all turned off in the hall. Right. So, I mean, it'd be kind of a pain to do this, but it would probably help maintain those buds. Plus, you'd probably get more buds. See, Christmas cactus uh, respond to temperature quite a lot. And they, it's the cool temperature that initiates the flower buds, and mm-hmm. it's the cool temperature that will prolong the flowering period. Uh, and then the heat, of course, tends to push the flowers fast, and sometimes, as you experience, mm-hmm. the buds will drop even prior to opening. And I am putting that down to temperature at this point. So, okay, yeah. so that uh, in the evening when I go to bed, I'll just sit it out in the hall. Yep. Like that... I used to do in the hospital years ago. Okay, well, there you Put go. Put all the flowers out in the hall. Out in the hall. That was, that's cute. Well, there you go. Maybe that's worth uh, trying for next year because, and you may find that even if you start doing that now, you may find you'll get more flowers, more and buds will yeah, form. Yeah, give, give us a call uh, after a couple of weeks to see if maybe this is, is working for you. Uh, Charlie, I had one. Uh, I, it was too big. I couldn't move it here. I moved in with my daughter after my husband passed away. It was so large that no one would no one would accept it. And oh. and my son-in-law had to take an an axe. Oh and, my gosh! 
chop it with an axe. Oh, it wow. was a huge, and it bloomed four times a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. Christmas so cactus. I'm used to handling them. That's why yeah. I was so shocked that this one doing that this this year. Dropped its buds. Well, I mean, it is a very interesting plant that if it's well cared for, they can last for generations. I mean, this is not a short-lived plant. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised he had to use an axe. He probably had a very woody stem on it. Oh, it did. Yeah. That's wow, great. That's something. I, I'm going to have to get a, a Christmas cactus. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. yeah we got I'm, I'm getting into the gardening thing. I uh, really am. Oh, oh, they're fun, Frank. Get one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to take your advice, Eleanor. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for your call. Ha- have, a, have a great new year, okay? I right. will. You Thank bet. you both to you, too. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. There's Eleanor from Waterloo, and a shout-out here to my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Ron and Sue Shane who are coming down to Toronto t- tomorrow, if the weather's not too, too bad. I think tomorrow will be okay. Yeah, they're bringing a, a family member to the airport, and then we're uh, going to get together probably over at the Wheat Sheaf Tavern ah, for lunch. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. okay. Now, we have to take a little bit of a break here, and Siva is on the line from T.O. We'll be talking to her momentarily, so hang tight and come on back and uh, join us here in the Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And a Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Frank Proctor here along with Charlie and Siva here in Toronto on the line with us right now. Good morning, Siva. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning and to you too. I just wanted to say that I took my 2013 Ponsettia and brought it in in October because I heard people say you have to put it in a dark place Mm -hmm. and do all these things. And I just wanted to try. So I put it in my basement at a window, and I thought, I'll see if it changes because it does it in the carbine, and we never do anything with it. So lo and behold, my Ponsettia became red. Nice. Oh, wow. Astounded. (laughs) <laughs> you know? But that's perfect. So you have a basement that is pitch black at night, no lights, nobody's down there. Yes. And, of course, bright during the day when the sun comes in. Yes. yes. Excellent. But I thought you had to put it in a pitch dark place. So. Well, but, but you created the conditions. I mean, obviously nobody goes, wherever it was in the basement, mm-hmm. nobody goes there at night. No, but the only thing is that at night, it's not really dark in my basement because the wind still brings in the light, but I guess there's some darkness to it. Well, the light that comes in, have you got like street lights or something out there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Hmm. yes. Well, Interesting. There, there are such things as curtains. You know? Well, no, I'm yeah. just, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is yeah. because they always say it has to be pitch black. Oh, I see. So yes, that if there I, are streetlights, it's not going to work. Yes. Right? Any thought. ambient light. Or if you walk, you go, oh, I need to get uh, some potatoes yeah. from the basement. You go downstairs, you flip the light on, even for 10 seconds, yes. you've just screwed up the whole thing. You're kidding. Oh, yeah, though, plants are pretty fast that way. Yeah. They respond. Well, so. This, this this one changes color to red, so nice. I really oh, good for you. Hey, you good know? stuff. Congratulations. Okay, and tell your friend forget about the the bird feeders because the people in his apartment will not like him. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> okay. Particularly if it's a bunch of pigeons yeah. come, come floating through. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm right down by the lake, so yeah, I, seagulls. I think seagulls. Ooh, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah that be good. You don't want to feed birds. Well, let's say hi to our <laughs> first time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Thank you, Siva. Congratulations on being such a budding gardener. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I was the lady with the pumpkin last call. You see, oh, so right. I'm really doing a carving garden. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Eva. Seasonal Bye-bye. plants. That little indication. 
the bell. That's for Noreen, first-time caller from Midland. Hi, Noreen. Hi, how are you? Hi, welcome to the show. That's good. Um, I have a plant that's uh, very old. It's uh, I took cuttings from my grandmother's uh, plant, and I'm 80, so you know how old this plant is. And uh, now the leaves, I, I had it out in the summer, and I brought it in for the winter, and now I have uh, some kind of growth on the leaves. Huh. It's sort of a, a gray color, mm-hmm. and some of them are sort of just brown, mm-hmm. and the leaves are... Uh, about nine inches by five, so they're quite large, and uh, I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. Okay, so it's a little hard for me to know for sure without knowing what the plant is, but it is something you've had for many years. Yes. Is there any possibility that you or someone you know could take a photograph of that plant and email it to me? Um, Well, I did take a picture on my camera. I can get my husband to put it on the computer. All right. And, and then send you could, it to you. That would work. And Frank will uh, tell everybody my email address, if you like. It, it's be far easier for me to do a bit of a diagnosis if I could see, number one, what kind of plant it is. But number two, when you talk about gray, that makes me think mildew and, you know, various and sundry things. So, the, yeah, there's always about, you know, 100 questions to ask, but I right. need to get a better sense of what the plant is first. And what's your address? I will give that to you right now, my love. You got a piece of paper, or or can you remember this? Okay, paper and pencil. Very simple. Okay, it's C for Charlie. C dot Dobbin. D O B B I N at M Z Media dot com. That's C dot. Can you say that again? Yes, sure I can. C dot. Yes, C dot Dobbin. D O B B I N at mzmedia.com. Okay? There we are. So if you can send... Right, thank you. That'd be You're great. welcome. I'll look forward to seeing what, what you've got going on there, and we'll uh, see if we can figure it out. Okay, Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. All righty. I think we have time for one more caller, possibly, and uh, that would be Jesse. Uh, where are you calling from, Jesse? Hello. Yeah, hi. Good where, morning. Where are you calling from? Is this Charlie? Yes, it is. Oh, and Frank. Great program. Thank I you. I listen to it every week. But my question, uh, because the time is running out, mm-hmm. um, the amaryllis, I had it in the shed when it got cold outside, and then I brought it in in the basement and cut away the leaves. But mm-hmm. it looked terrible now, and I have three of them. Are they, is it growing at all? Is there any growth? A little bit. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, if it got too cold, amaryllis is a tropical plant. So if the bulbs froze, then they would just turn to oh, mush. Oh, no, they, they were not out in, in freezing weather. Oh, okay. All no. right, so water, just you water once, right? When you brought them in from the, the dark and the cool, they're in the house now. Water once. Be very careful to not overwater because until the growth starts, if the soil is too wet and for too long, the bulb will rot. They were, they're in the basement now. Okay. What I would do is get them up into the sun. Well, you had them out in the shed for a couple of weeks? Oh, they were in, uh, outside and then in the shed, and they had beautiful, big, healthy leaves. Okay. But I cut them back. All right. And when, when all that cutting back took place when? Um, November. The end of October. End of October. So November, December. So we're about uh, nine weeks into it. So right now they're still in the basement, and you say they look terrible. Why do you say they look terrible? 
because there is not enough growth. Oh, well, there's won't, well, you cut all the growth back, yeah. and the, you haven't watered, obviously, since then. Not very much. Okay, you shouldn't be watering at all. They're in the basement. They're supposed to be dormant. They're supposed to be asleep. Yeah, no water. Yeah, hardly got any water. Okay. In two weeks, bring them upstairs to a bright sunny window yeah could be your living room or you know your kitchen somewhere nice and bright and sunny water once thoroughly yeah and allow them to be in the sun and the warmth and that water should initiate growth and then you'll only water based on the plant using the water so it's until there's a lot of leaves there won't be a lot of water used yeah. Okay. But okay. Give him two more weeks. Yeah. I, I still have another question. Well, we, we haven't How time, my love. How can I get the Christmas cacti to bloom? Okay. Oh. All right. On that note, we're going to say bye-bye to you. Thanks so much for your call, Jesse. And here's the quick, and, quick yep. and dirty answer to that. The way we get Christmas cactus to bloom is with the control of temperature. It's all about cool temperatures. Buds will be set if the temperatures are cool. That's why we leave our Christmas cactuses outside right until there's been a couple of frosts. Right. October, November, no worries. Then you bring them in, they're covered in buds. So at this time of year, yeah, you need a cool room, whether it's a, as we were speaking with one of our callers there, she was putting her Christmas cactus out in the unheated hall. So okay. just cool spot, you'll get buds. Down and dirty, gotcha. Thank hey, you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, we're going to be after, I'm on the air for the car guys. They're they're on vacation. Oh, that's right. So I'm, I'm You're Zoom uh, Zooming along. I'm Zoom Zooming with a lot of great music. Excellent. Known for here at AM 740. Yes. And then and you, you and I are going to go out to the High Park restaurant, the Grenadier restaurant. We have restaurant. our standing date for breakfast, yep. yes. And so hello to the two Jennifers and Michelle, <laughs> uh, the waitresses. They're, they're just They're great working people. right now. They are yeah, not listening well, to know, you. I know. But somebody may be going out there and say, yeah, Frankie said hi. <laughs> it might get us a free coffee. You never <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. James, thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, thank you, James. Thank you, Frank. Thanks to all our great callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.